one March evening, I do remember sitting watching the Bookkeepers Boot Camp and thinking, actually, hang on, my son's now at preschool full time. I can do this. Signed up for the success lounge. And I've got to say, it's all kind of escalated from there. The community support and the way that everyone uplifts each other is so valuable. You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers podcast. Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Catherine Freeman from your local bookkeeper. Hi Catherine, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? It's really nice to chat to you. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, I, we were just saying before we started, I think you're more prepared than me, Catherine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a pro. That's why I've been on three times. I think this is my third time on the podcast. So. We can call you a friend of the Bookkeepers podcast now. Catherine, friend of yeah. the Bookkeepers podcast, is here with us to talk about her practice. I love that. Um, so, Catherine, you run a practice called Your Local Bookkeeper. I know and I know about your background. I know that you have a very strong niche and I'm really like excited to talk about that and how you're growing. So I know you've had like some staff changes and things happening as well. Um, but do you want to start by telling me a bit about you and what you did before you started your practice? Yeah, so um, I've been running your local bookkeeper for almost four and a half, five years now. Um, before that, I was a banker. Um, a corporate banker um, in the city and I did all the classic kind of worked long hours commuted an hour to work um, things like that and I think a lot of people have said it this week and on previous podcasts as a result I'm kind of burnt out I had a few um, occasions of illness where I totally burnt out um, and it was during one of those occasions of sick that I retrained as a bookkeeper um, to try basically just to try and put my finance knowledge into something else Um, and I worked also in recovery so I saw a lot of businesses that were failing um, and needed that help of a finance team Um, but I then went so I retrained as a bookkeeper went back to work in the city and quickly got pregnant um, so kind of stuck it out to reach the rewards of um, maternity leave and whilst I was on maternity leave I was then actually made redundant um, which I think most people gasp at but I was delighted because it wasn't what I wanted to do so um, after a period of kind of maternity leave looking after my little one we um, decided to do some more my level three ICB training and I do the books for my husband's business and I sort of put the feelers out there for a couple of other businesses and um, it's grown from there actually my first proper like proper client that wasn't my husband was um, a referral on LinkedIn just by saying that I'd changed 
my job and this is what I was doing now. And um, they're now actually my biggest client as well. So um, definitely power of social media on that one. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's where it all started. So tell me, um, when you started using, people often say, you know, oh, I don't, I, like particularly when they're changing career um, or changing direction, that it's really interesting to me that you got this referral on LinkedIn. And I just wonder, how did you feel about putting yourself out there, having gone from your corporate role and I guess being connected to corporate people? How did that feel putting yourself out there? Terrifying. I hated it. I I still don't, well, I'm a bit better now, but I still don't really use LinkedIn as much as I could because to me, I've got this corporate life, which was uh, Catherine Ferguson, which is my maiden name. And that was very much, I was a banker and a manager and I had a team and it was a different person to what I am and who I am now. Um, so when I first put out, it was actually, I had a coach as part of the redundancy um, like package. And they said, you, you know, you have to put your stuff on, on LinkedIn, tell people what you're doing. So I did the classic sort of, I'm not, I've left ex-bank where I was and now I've retrained and I'm a bookkeeper and this is what I'm doing now and someone that I knew just an acquaintance like had maybe met once commented good luck and they were connected with my client who said I need a bookkeeper rang me up the next day and I have been on I started with an hourly rate with him but now he pays a lot more and is, yeah, a big client. So it was literally just the link of that. Um, and I was, I was really scared to put my name out there because they're different people. And, you know, what would people think? Oh, she's just becoming a bookkeeper, like part-time. Like people have this idea of a bookkeeper being a part-time mum, mm. which I was, I suppose. But, um, yeah, and even now I still don't like to do it. But actually, I signed up a client last week who's my old boss. So it pays. Well, <laughs> it worked out. It's really interesting what you said about like the I get I get it. I get it. It's the like part time mum earning some money. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why we don't value ourselves enough to charge properly. Like, I really think this is like an inherent problem in bookkeeping and why we can't like, we need to change this. Like I feel like there's this really important journey and change that's happening right now so uh, we're all part of this everyone here who's watching this needs to be part of making sure that we know that we're more than earning a bit of money on the side while we're looking after our families or whatever it is that we're starting our businesses for but joe says regularly bookkeeping isn't like the the choice of profession that people make at school um no. it's, uh, it's usually something we fall into and i think it's important to remind yeah. people of that yeah and my mum was a bookkeeper so that's why i sort of thought of it as a an option um and, and to be honest I did start it as a I'll do this on the side and we'll see how it goes but now it's definitely my business and mm. my profession um and I think sometimes people say to me how's that little bookkeeping business going and I'm like it's not that little <laughs> actually and it's yeah so, but then to get that kind of validation from my boss, my old boss ringing me up and saying, Catherine, I just need you to sort this out. I've made a real mess of it. Um, was, yeah, 
amazing. It was a real validation that actually I'm good at my job and I've come a long way since I left the bank. Yeah, we've got to like tune into those wins and remember them, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. that was a big win for me. So what were um, the first clients you had? You worked for your husband and you got a recommendation yeah. on LinkedIn. What kind of clients did you find, first of all? And uh, was it all LinkedIn or how did you connect with those people? Um, I, oh, so the other thing I did was put a flyer out in my husband's serviced office. So another client that I have came from that. They saw a flyer. Um, but now almost all of my clients are either referrals um or a part of networking I don't to be honest the pandemic was a big thing for me um for a lot of people it um was probably quite a scary time but I like being virtual I like being a remote bookkeeper and actually it gave me the confidence um I didn't have to go and meet people so it gave me the confidence to get online and do things so actually when the pandemic hit and everyone was in lockdown and going virtual that gave me the opportunity to get on some networking that I never would have done before um, and meet people that I would never have met face to face. So that was, that's quite good. So I'm part of a few networking groups and I would say all of my business now comes from either that networking group or a referral from one of the other bookkeepers in the success lounge. Okay. And so do you niche? How, I, I know that there's an area that's really interesting, but are all of your clients in that niche? Ta- tell me a little bit about that. No, they're not. So um, now I, so for those that don't know, I, my niche is sustainability and working with clients that have an interest in um, bettering the environment, bettering working conditions, and just generally making the planet a better place. Um, I would say around 50% of my book is now that, so 50% of my client base and now 100% of new um, like prospects is now in that area, unless there may be a friend that, or like my boss rang me up, my old boss rang me up and <laughs> asked. Um, I don't plan on, so some people are really strict with their niche and they'll only work in that sector. My opinion is that if I can make the world a better place by sort of training other people as well, I'm not going to turn down business, but they all come to me knowing that that is my sort of speciality. And a few clients now say, oh, I've, you know, I've changed this because you told me off for having a coffee cup or uh, I think I've done it to you a couple of times, yeah. sorry, actually, <laughs> you know, or I'm cloud based because I thought, what would Catherine do or whatever it is so not all of my clients are in that niche but I would say now I'm in a position with my business where I can pick and choose who I work with and I wouldn't for example ever work with someone that worked for BP or Mm. um, a business that I'm not comfortable with they'd they'd be straight out and if any of the businesses I work with went into something that I wasn't comfortable with I would get rid of it as well yeah and you're really clear on those values and like what is and isn't right for you and I think yeah like having that like gut feeling is really important that like going in the right direction and that's definitely like a person that's something that I fell into because I personally am 
quite strict about my sort of recycling and the way I live and our family live. So it made sense to then do that in my business as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Um, and I, like, I know you live and breathe everything that you talk about. So when I think about like your values, I know, like I wouldn't expect you to have like, I don't know, to, for me to send you a load of paperwork if I was your client, I wouldn't expect that to be the way we would work together. So I, yeah. you know, I know, you live and breathe everything that you talk about. Um, so with the kind of client base that you have, do you support them all in a specific way? Do you have like one way of working or do you do all, do you have all sorts of different services for people? Um, so we're, the only kind of similarity, I suppose, is our software. So we only work with Zero, and that's because, well, I fell into working with Zero, but they also happen to have a net zero plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, in terms of software companies, they're quite forward thinking um, in offsetting their emissions um, and they're working to net zero. Um, everyone goes through Dext um, for, soft, for receipts. And we have, we use Fathom and I'm just about to move over to Float for cash flow um, purposes. So in terms of that, they're all on the same process. Um, but they, they're also different. So they all require different things. Most of them need cash flow forecasting. Um, yeah, and I've kind of lost train of thought of what the question was. No, it's okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> Like, um often we talk about like Joe and I will often talk about niching I mean it's something we talk mm. about in the bookkeeper rises and then we know that once you have a niche you can work in a specific way with your clients and that helps you to grow your yeah. business because you have a system and a way of working and by like refining the software tools that you're using in your business that means that as you bring team members on board you haven't got to say oh well for this one you need to do this whole other thing that I haven't taught yeah. you so it's like helping you to not need to be involved in every single part of your business because you know that yeah. these are replicated. Yeah. So software wise, yeah, absolutely. They're all on the same um page. And I have started to find now that when clients are coming through, I know other clients will be able to help them. So I have a tech company, a green tech company that's helping someone with their back end of their website. And that person knows wants to do stuff in colleges and schools and I've got a client that does something in schools so actually being in that one area and niching in that one area has allowed me to refer my clients to each other mm-hmm. um, and also there's a lot of grant funding in that area so it is a lot of yeah I know how to do that same as the way that Joe does with the salons I suppose she yeah. knows that she was talking the other day about insurance and she knows that that insurance was too high for what they were doing. So you do get to know definitely um, what's the kind of industry norm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, at the beginning, when you were telling us about why you started your practice and how you used to think of it as your like, oh, it's kind of a side hustle, but now it very much is your business. What changed that made you realise that, oh, hang on a minute, this, this is a thing. <laughs> this isn't a side hustle anymore. Yeah, um, so I started it as a side hustle, not a side hustle, but as something that I could do alongside looking after my son, Mm -hmm. which um, I think a lot of people, like a lot of people start that that way. Um, And what changed? Well, one March evening, I do remember sitting watching the Bookkeepers Bootcamp and thinking, actually, hang on, my son's now at 
preschool full time, I can do this. So yeah, signed up for the success lounge. And I've got to say, it's all kind of escalated from there. Um, I don't have to tell people in the success lounge this, but the community support and the way that everyone uplifts each other is so valuable and incredible. And I think that that uplift has encouraged me to move it from being a part-time side hustle to this is my job. And now I'm thinking about employing people. I've got subcontractors. Um, yeah, more work than I can manage. And actually the tipping point was deciding on my niche and deciding that these are the type of businesses that I want to work with and I'm going to focus in on that. So I focused all my marketing on that and all like my social media um, any groups that I joined were all to do with that. Um, and that's been the tipping point. And I think I've worked on it probably for the last year. I think I've been in a success lounge for two years, an early adopter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've worked solely on that niche for about a year and it's now starting to come through because I'm starting to be known as that person, I hope. You are, you get um, the recommendations. Yeah. Like someone will say, oh, does anyone know anyone who knows something about this? And then you see, this is the thing. I think this is the power of yeah. saying, this is my area, even though that means you don't rule out other clients. Um, people yeah. know you and uh, everything you put yeah. out is like so, green, uh, has trees on. <laughs> yeah, it's very green. Look, I've even got a plant in the background there. So, um, it's, yeah, I think I am becoming known as that. But what I would say to people that are maybe starting out on that journey is it takes a long time to get traction. And I've had to go, you know, I've been posting about it on social media for a year about how I like plants and tree hugging. And it's, <laughs> it's only now that people are like, oh, yeah, she likes trees. Um so it, it does take a while and I know there's been a few comments about from people saying, oh, I'm not very good at social media and I'm not, you know, I'm not sure about my niche. But once you've decided, go with it. And I think it will, it, it does pay in the end, but it, it takes a little bit of time. I think it's that direction. It's like when you were talking about the software that you work with and just knowing, well, that's the right software for me because I am aligned with their plan for the future and their vision of what the world's going to look yeah. like. So it's like and I have changed I've changed software on that basis as well I've just got Dext to go Mm. Um, I've had I'm quite open to having conversations with the software providers as well so yeah so that was definitely the tipping point of right this is my niche this is what I'm going for and it I think in the last year yeah my turnover and things has come up a lot but in a I'm sure we're going to come on to a difficult year. So, <laughs> okay. so um, yeah, so the whole of this week is around like how we grow our businesses like, despite of the recession. Um, mm-hmm. And I know your business is growing and I know you just said like you've got more work than you can handle and you've like been talking about it's subcontractors and employees. So tell me like what's happened for you over the last year or so and how has the business changed and changing for the future? Yeah, so in, I probably really started honing in on this niche in early in late 2021 and um I remember in in December 2021 I had this whole plan about 2022 I think I probably ran it past you Zoe you know I'm going to get this employee and this is how many clients I need to get and things like that and then um 
2022 arrived and um, on New Year's Day we were rushed into hospital with my son um, who was then blue lighted to another hospital because he was diagnosed with leukaemia um, which meant I mean everything just stopped so um, we had three and a half weeks in hospital with him followed by around six weeks six months where we couldn't go out anywhere um because he was vulnerable um and that's an ongoing now illness for another well he gets treated for another three years I think his uh treatment finishes in 2025 so 2022 was a difficult year obviously my whole business just sort of came to a stop but my clients definitely still needed um that support and um I think Laura mentioned earlier about um you know two weeks oh no it was Emma yesterday said two weeks kind of feels like a holiday and they can deal with that but when you're telling them that you're going to be out of the six the business for six months or three years whilst you're you know you've got better things to do quite frankly um it how long does that goodwill last and there was a lot of worry about how long that goodwill lasts um I was sort of supported incredibly by people other bookkeepers and this is the really the value of the success program and the success lounge and my VA picked up everything allocated all the work like couldn't be more grateful for that um other bookkeepers picked up the work and covered it all for me what particularly whilst we were in hospital um and then it was just a case of kind of getting back to normal um and I guess the situation now is that I could get a phone call any second and we're in hospital at the beginning of January we're in hospital for a week um but sort of going to the so that's kind of my story but the adversity of that is and the positive is despite all of that my business the turnover doubled in the last year and that adversity kind of gave me the push I think I needed to get subcontractors in and get another get an employee and give my VA more work and it made I had to step out of the business I didn't have a choice um so I think the same with kind of recession and any anyone that faces something that they weren't expecting actually it forces your hand and it forces you to grow the business and as a result I've been able to grow my business because I've got more help um so in a way it was a, a good thing you you're such an inspiration like you you just get on with it, Catherine. Like uh, it's so inspiring to um, you can see me behind the scenes. Like <laughs> I can't imagine. I uh, I can't. I can't. I can't ever imagine you being like that. Like it's. Um. I just always say I don't. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you like just. You. I know you have to. Um. But you just keep going, and and I know that you've had lots of like amazing people in the group who you work with, and um. I love it's not just a business thing it's like friendships are built here aren't yeah. they and, um and I think that that is just a whole other level um you know when it's not just about saying hey can you handle that for me it's like people want to be there and support you yeah. so and they 
without naming names <laughs> they were all amazing and you know some of them worked for free for me and they didn't want to be paid and just picked up it, I mean it was January it was self-assessment season um and one person just picked up 10 self-assessments and ran with them um to keep the business going um and now you know I outsource for them continuously because why wouldn't I and um, it really forced my hand into all right I've got to got to outsource and it meant that then I could grow as well you mentioned that your turnover's grown um mm. obviously your costs have increased because you're using subcontractors more like from your point of view owning a business is it as profitable for you as it was before when you had yeah. less clients it's attention? more profitable so end of 2021 I wasn't I'm really bad at taking money out of my own business um yeah I couldn't have taken any money out um now I feel like I, you know, I can have a salary and pay myself. I'm just about to turn, uh, go over to limited so that I can pay myself a proper salary. Um, I've got one person that does kind of ad hoc year end things for me. So that's a bit kind of peak and troughs with cost. But then I've got two people that are working with me all the time. Um, I've cut back on things like software, things that I don't need. And I think that was part of my niche as well. Like I know where I need to be. So I don't need to be in all these other Facebook groups or subscription groups. I don't need to be part of the local networking because that's not where I need to be. Mm. Um, so costs have gone up, but then I've been able to take on the work and I've systemized and been able to take on the work a lot better. So yeah, it's going well. It's good. Yeah. How did it feel? Lots like it sounds like you had lots of subcontractors coming in like very suddenly. How did it feel? Um, like how were your systems at that point? Were you ready to hand things over? No, and no, still not. Okay, so that's that's a work in progress. Yeah, and I think so. Obviously, last year it was just firefighting to make sure deadlines were met um this the beginning of this year I've had more time to think about um the system so we're on accountancy manager at the moment um it's getting all those processes in place we had a team meeting this morning and we can just say right look on accountancy manager and that's the work that you need to do today um another subcontractor just works on certain clients so they do it however they need to do it to get the work done um but yeah, last year there was no systems, but it, it, as I say, it just forced my hand. I had to then put, spend the time putting the systems in place and making sure that um, all the clients actually, because clients used to send me just a dribs and drabs of stuff and, you know, one might send it to Dext and then someone else might send it to HubDoc. And I just said, no, everyone needs to be on Dext. Everyone needs to send it in by this date. Um, in this way and this is how I do you know that returns things like that I I had to so that I could bring someone in to do it it takes courage to say this is how we're going to work now um but yeah. then you're like happy to to change yeah and I think that um they have to change again I'm in a fortunate position that I can pick and choose a little bit who I work with 
Um, so I had a discovery call last week and they're on QuickBooks and I don't work on QuickBooks and they were my ideal client. Um, we got on really, really well. This was a referral from someone in the success lounge as well. We got on really, really well and but they wanted to work with me. So they're happy to change to zero. But I wouldn't. I said, no way am I doing QuickBooks. We'll do it to the end of the year, um, you know, until April. And then you have to change to zero. And they were happy with that. So I think it's difficult when you're starting out because you want the work and you want to get the money in the bank, especially if you've left a job. Um, but I think it does pay to be quite specific about what you use and what you don't. Mm. um yeah I think it, it definitely think pays there's, there's this element as well of you've narrowed down your focus like you're really clear like this is the area that I'm expert in if you want to work with me I am the expert here and this is the way that I recommend yeah. you work and this is the way I can do this in the best way for you and you have that like authority because you yeah. are you're seen as the expert there and I think that that helps you to have the confidence to say no actually we're going to do it like this <laughs> Yeah, and it's changed my mindset. I've had a mindset shift as well from I could charge £20 an hour and have lots of clients or I can charge, I'm working towards a recurring revenue fee of £500 a month. Mm. Um, and, you know, I can charge that and have less clients, have more free time. And definitely I've realised in the last 12, 13 months that, you can't you can't work yourself into the ground and you can't assume that your child is going to be there when you you go pick them up from school um and you can't assume that something's not going to go wrong tomorrow so um I need to systemize and I need to push things away from me so that I can be there for him so yeah Oh, Catherine, that's like... So that's given me more confidence. It's it's been a blessing in disguise because it's given me more confidence to mm. um to say actually it's totally wrong for me to be working. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked I was working evenings, you know, all day evenings, mm. sending my child off to the grandparents and then it all flipped and you just I just don't want to do that anymore. So I have no. to get in but I still like the money. So I just have to get into a position where I've got got the money but um can yeah. yeah can spend it at home can take him on school trips can go to school disco on Thursday you know go to the school disco things like that yeah you said right at the beginning you know um you you were talking about having burnout having worked in banking and and you said also you know you like identified as being um with your maiden name as a manager and do you know you kind of have got back to there <laughs> like you kind of know. <laughs> you've like gone in the circle but I like to think I'm nicer than I was <laughs> I can't imagine definitely. you were nice but uh, I don't know you then but um it's um it's really interesting how you can adapt like everything from the past because I think people you know going into a new industry or a new profession can feel scary and I think there's a lot of people who are like oh I've got imposter syndrome but it just shows how much how like how translatable everything is from whatever you've done in the past so you've used all of those skills to build your business now um and I just I suppose I just really want to be sure that you're not at risk of that burnout again if you're feeling that you've got you know so much work right now um do you yeah. do you ever like notice those signs now and how do you manage that um have a panic attack <laughs> 
uh, normally just a quick panic five minutes or so and then I'm a big list person so writing a list and you've just got to something always has to give and unfortunately it, you know it has to be work um so I have to push that onto someone else um I've got a lot better at realizing um and saying no to people as well and actually meetings really helped with that because I can say no to people that don't align with my values <coughs> excuse me um and but yeah I do notice signs of that and that's why I've got to get an employee <laughs> yeah so you're look so right now <coughs> you're working with subcontractors at the moment and you're gonna you're looking to bring somebody in as an employee as a bookkeeper to support you yes yeah I think um yeah definitely as a bookkeeper I really like the team that I work with at the moment um but yeah a bookkeeper someone probably that's in the office um I don't know part-time it's still a work in progress but it's definitely on my list of things to do and then uh listening to Emma yesterday made me really realize that actually that it can I was a bit like Emma you know I just want to work on my own and have full autonomy and control over, over everything but again the last 12 months has kind of flipped that and you've just got to let it go it's just not that important yeah um yeah. so I need to yeah manage that and I need to draw from you're saying about the kind of corporate world that managerial side um and I actually, I know from that side what kind of employer I don't want to be. Um, so that's interesting that I don't, I don't want to be that same manager that I was five years ago. So Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you. I, like it's, it's such a, such a journey you've been on. Um, I really think you're such an inspiration. Somebody said to me, as a mum who just burnt out in January, I needed to hear your story today. And I think a lot of us oh, need bless. to I um write yeah. a list is what I would say to I don't know who it was but I would say write a list um and you know split it into what what I absolutely need to do which I bet is like two out of a hundred things like that only you can do and what can someone else do and just get rid of it like it's a it's a steep learning curve into like letting things go and I'm a real control freak so I like to know that everything's done in a certain way but other things are more important and you've got to just push it out push it out to someone else there's always someone else that wants to do it so let them have it and you have your time back amazing oh Catherine thank you so much for talking about your business today and sharing your story thanks for having me back again I Any promise I'll leave it a little bit longer before I come back again next time. Oh, it's really nice to chat. Um, can you let people know how they can connect with you and find out more about your business? Yeah. So my, um, I'm, I'm kind of moving. Let's move over to LinkedIn. Let's do it. Let's make a decision today. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn as Catherine Frimond or all my other handles are your local bookkeeper with underscores underneath or I'm in the success lounge and the general bookkeeper's um, the six figure bookkeeper so I'm around amazing oh thank you so much Catherine and thank you everyone who's been here listening to this story today um Joe and I are going to be back at 6 30 this afternoon this evening um 
hopefully not as interrupted by children as I was yesterday. And we're going to be talking about your ideal client and um, the particular challenges that they might be facing right now during a recession. So um, come and join us. That's going to be live in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. We'll see you later. Thanks, Catherine. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers Podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.